Nzambi wa Mosa, Nzambi wa William Marobranam, Nzambi wa Kukuila. Njingutu mbisha, mwela tuwa sakitin tuwa sanga, wajinanga Nzambi, waprivilege Nzambi, wajusojeba Nzambi, jijuwe Nzambi mutu enzela mkalenga jiru, mkalenga wa Kukuila. Walwa Nzambi, kingu bukole kwa itu Nzambi, eshi. Makande to Zambi, Kuruza Mutabuja Mukalena, but to Kutuila and Zambi, George Mukalena, Karanikulusoji Banzambi, Nijanaji Banzambi of Kukuila. Kibalukai, Zambi wine, to Kutumbisha Zambi, Jumukalima Chenderel, to Kutumbisha, Zambi of Kukuila, 
tutukutukumbisha mufuki wa julunyi buloba bwangasa nzambi ni privilege nzambi ni grace nzambi yumutonze la mukalenga chole mukalenga chendelela tatu wanyi jije bedaka mbasemwa buju umwa eshi babiji nzambi bajikungusha busho mujina je bawe nzambi we nzambi na kala mukachu mwetu mukalenga wanyi njimutushi babo ase we ujinzambi mukachu mwetu udikabiji nzambi wetu mukalenga jiloloji mukalenga chendelela tatu wanyi lekela mukalenga nzambi wanyi tubanga leba mukalenga nzambi sanshele mukalenga tujije kabiji letu mukalenga chendelela we nzambi tulombola mbaka meshimu ena menji mukalenga wanyi Katu hatuku nzambi mtu bwana mukalenga wakukwila we kweka nzambi hiki la nzambi ni michima yetu nzambi wakukwila walibwa uji nzambi ujumanya mukalenga jijinga nzambi jamwe yetu mukalenga wachendelele kibalo kai nzambi njunda kuju mukalenga kujoka shakonso wa nzambi wanyi tufakulusa nzambi kumibi mukalenga nzambi alimeza mukalenga involontairement seigneur mikwa volontairement seigneur mukalenga nya assiste nous seigneur Mukalenga wanyi ava mukalenga pasteur nzambi kupita mukalenga nzambi wanyi kumpale kumukalenga kutwisha mukalenga yikala kabiri we nzambi ubita mukalenga bwa kukena mukalenga wachendelela twasakajira nzambi wajinanga benesha mukalenga nzambi wanyi sambira jijima mukalenga benesha nzambi bamizisien bonso mbaka meshimwe na menji mukalenga wanyi tuhingana nzambi wanyi ni masanga tuhingana nzambi nijukwacha nzambi muchimwe mukalenga wachendelela Yose bitukulomba nungwele bwa nzambi wa jinanga ali mujina kitukumena konsu mujina ja bukola mujina ja butumbi mujina ja Yesu o nzambi wa kukwila tukulomba nungwele mujina kitukumena konsu jinja mkulesi Kristo mvukulomba kwetu amen Vani sibona sinje sibahle hungeteba yekosu Jesu Vani sibona
But it's the expectation of believers. Expectation is a breeding ground for miracles. Uh, the minister can go as far as you pull. Amen. When I was talking, taking uh, Pastor Bibbs back to the airport, he said, uh, 
wherever he has given testimonies and I know he, was, he, he wasn't playing with words. He says there's two great places where the people connected deeply with what he wanted to give to the people or the, with the experience. Actually, it's three places. It's, a, it's a two places in Zimbabwe. And, and this place as well. And we say it's because there was an expectation. The believers prayed for the meetings. Amen. Ah, and, and you get a sense that, uh, or what it taught me is that people, they just want to worship God. Amen. They don't want too much things. They just want to worship God. Amen. Thanks for praying for those meetings. And may God continue to bless you continuously. Amen. As we turn to Ephesians 6, Verse 10. Verse 10. It written this manner if found. Ephesians 6.10. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, wickedness in high places. Goguba, asibambene, negazi, nenyama. Kotwa, asibambene, nemibuso, namandla, nababusi, bezwe, pelubumnyama, nabomoya, bububi, emkatini. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that he may be, may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Ndako, shomani izikali zonke zikangulungulu ukuba, nibe na mandla, ukuzabalaza, gosugulubi, nalapo, sinifeza konke, nime. As we pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we are very much thankful this evening. And Lord, we just want to thank you for a special time that we had over the weekend. Amen. It was just so beautiful to be right in your presence and worship together in such unity and defeat the devil as united people, dear God. And we say, as we progress with time, help us to get deeper into the weight, help us to get deeper into our prayerful lives, because ultimately those two things are the ones 
that will destroy the devil. Amen. And I'm praying for these believers this evening. I say, protect them, encourage them, dear God, that this battle should not be their battle, but it should be the Lord's battle. Amen. As I commit every man and woman in the building to you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. As you take your seats. <laughs> Just for a few minutes, I want to speak about the spiritual warfare. How many believe that we are in a battle? Amen. The battle is raging. The prophet, he actually put it very well in the message, Victory Day. Paragraph 1, 2, 3. Paragraph 1, 2, 3. He says, so we are in a warfare. And God's heroes have always had a warfare. You can never be a hero unless there is a warfare. You can never be a victor unless there is a battle. Amen. So actually, this spiritual warfare, it must not make us to be full of fear. Actually, it is here just for us to be identified as to who we are. It's here to magnify our heroism. Hallelujah. And that is why Paul put it very well. And say, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I want to say to you believers, this is not a flesh and blood war. Any, anything that you come across as a believer, you must know there is a spirit behind it. Because it's a, it's a spiritual warfare. Now it says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of the world and against spiritual wickedness in high places the prophet says we fight it we fight it every day every Christian fights a battle you can never be a Christian unless you are fighting a battle every one of you that are sitting here you are fighting a battle of some sort. And uh, the degree of battle will differ from individual to individual. The moment you see somebody carrying the Bible and coming to the service, you must know that they are, they are declaring war on the enemy. Hallelujah. And your battle may be differ from my battle. It may be in the same realm, but how we are positioned in the battle, it, 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 it does differ. There are people that are in the forefront, and there are people that are on the side, and there are people that are protecting the army from the back. But all of us, we've got our positions in the battle. And if one can give up their position, then he 
risk that the entire army can lose the battle. And you know, even when a country goes into a battle, things do change. Uh, positions do change. It becomes a business as unusual. The president no longer becomes the president. He becomes the commander-in-chief. Because the nation is going through a war. You look at the Israelites when they left Egypt. The prophets, when they came out of Egypt, they were, they were, it was called a church. Because the way to church means the people calling out the people. Now when they come out of Egypt, and they're on their way to Canaan. There was a time where they moved from being a church to becoming an army. And as well, God's positions as well did change. He moved from being a pillar of fire. He moved from being a cloud. And he became a man with a sword. God became the commander-in-chief. Because now it was a time for a better. And I want to say to you, it is business as unusual. Things are changing. We are entering an era where it is a spiritual warfare. It's not just about coming to church. But it's about being in constant battle with the enemy. And because why, God must identify the heroes of this battle. And this battle is being fought to 24 hours. Even when you are sleeping, it is being fought. When you go to school, it's being fought. It is raging 24 hours. But here's something very beautiful. Because a battle takes, takes place in different spheres. It can take place in the sea. It can take place in the sky. It can take place on the land. But Paul says here, because it is a spiritual battle, and we are fighting against the principalities and the rulers of the darkness and in wicked in wicked and in the spirit and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, when, when I, I, I'm, uh, I think it was the time when America invaded Iraq. There is a, a plane that I loved there. When, when, because during a battle, uh, they are able to, to, to look on the radar to see the people that are in the airspace. And during that time, uh, America, it had a special aircraft. And that special aircraft, it could come into the airspace, but it could not be detected by the radar screen. I say, God, we thank you because in the end time you have given the church a weapon that whenever it goes into the airspace, the devil cannot find them on the radar screen. What is that weapon? The seven seal is that weapon. They were silent. The devil did not know what was happening. When he looked on the radar screen, he couldn't find out 
what was happening we've got better weapons than the enemy and what is that weapon the word of God will defeat the enemy anytime any place under any condition and today we are here to say the devil has been defeated and you that are coming to change that are identifying with this message you are the heroes in the end time you are the victors in the end time the devil is fighting against you and some of you you have actually gone beyond your spiritual shelf life he thought you would be here for a year but two years later you are still here he thought you would be here for five years beyond five years you are still here why? it's because you are a fighter and you don't want to give up you keep on fighting the moment we see you coming through that gate no matter how you look we know that here is an individual that was in a battle and that fought the David and now he's coming to the air base to be given the military secret this is a battle is such as unusual hallelujah the prophet says we fight every day. Every Christian fights a battle. Do you fight battles? Every Christian fights a battle. Every day. We are in a warfare right now. Going on constantly within us. Shall we receive it? It is between the wrong and the right and the wrong. Shall we receive it? Shall we do it. Shall we bow to the David, to the, to the world? Shall we give up this thought that we've got? I say to the prophet because he's asking the question. Shall we receive it? No. What should we receive? The defeat. We will not receive it. Shall we do it? Yes, we will fight. Shall we bow to the dwellers? No, we will not bow to the dwellers. Shall we give up on this thought that we've got, which is the message? No, we will not give up on that. I hope we are together here. I hope I'm talking to the people that will never give up. I'm talking to the people that as much as the devil is fighting they are not going to give up he will throw missile after missile but he will see them rising up he will see them rising up he send this missile you are rising up he send this missile you are rising up until he looks at you and say what is happening it is an invincible army of the living God today I am speaking to the people that are invincible. They will overcome diseases. They will overcome sin. They will overcome the grave. They will overcome hell. They will overcome death. They will overcome all the principalities. And those people are sitting in church tonight. And my question is, 
Are you one of them? Are you one of the people that I am in the battle and I will not give up on this battle? Every soldier must have a sword out. Because this is a battle. You know, the Moses generation it complain about man. It complain about the water. But the Joshua generation it never had come to complain about water. It never had come to complain about man. They had to their sort out. Because they had to possess the land. Am I speaking to possessors this evening? Am I speaking to the people that have got the sword? What is that sword? It fell into the prophet's hands. And he said, that is not set full. The fullness of the way. Here's the secret. The way is in the brow. And she knows what to do with the way. What are we going to do with the way? We will go to the table. We will overcome him. We will defeat him. We will carry him and put a tombstone on his grave and say, He lies here. And you are those people. Do not be afraid of the table. And the prophet says, Prophet Uti, you know, in the warfare between the nations, there is, and let me tell you something. You know, on, on Sunday, when Pastor Bibbs was preaching here, there's something that moved me. He said something, and I, I pondered on it. When he said, uh, Gideon, God said to Gideon, these people are too many. Hallelujah. 30,000 people. 30, because we as people, we believe that the battle, the, 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 the strength of the battle lies in the number. With God, it does not lie in the number. It lies with the character of the army. He said, these people are too many. He reduced to them to 20,000. God looked at them and said, they are still too many. Until they were reduced and they were 300. 29,700. They were sent back. Because why? Because they did not fit the battle plan. I, I hope somebody will be with me here. If the people do not fit the battle plan, we cannot put them in the battle plan. Because they will make us to lose the battle. And God must reduce the army and remain with the palace. The people that will go and fight the enemy. I don't want a big chair. I need a quality test. And I want to ask you, are you a quality or are you a quantity? But God needs a quality. Two believers that are lined up with the way, they can take the table and overcome him with his demons. It does not take a number. And I see God is reducing the army in the message. The people are going back. The pillar of fire, the picture was not real. And they are moving back. They've got to go. Because we are approaching a showdown. And we cannot have a mixed multitude. God will 
a soldier for the dealings with the people that are committed to the cause. Because a real soldier, and you will see, uh, in the war zone, you, you've got to know that there are different classes of people. In a, in, in a war, there are soldiers and there are civilians and there are missionaries. A missionary is a, is a soldier. He's fighting based on what they can get in, in terms of money or position or recognition. They're not fighting for principle. Hallelujah. Now, now the army, in Ma, every army, there will be civilians. There will be missionaries. There will be true soldiers. But as the war is raging, it will put those people in their right classes. The soldiers will show that they are soldiers. You know, if you can take a civilian to the battle, you may find that he's in a whole zone with his pockets in his trousers and looking and say, gentlemen, these things look very dangerous. We are even going home. Because why? He's a civilian. But if you are and we've got spiritual civilians, they come into the church. Uh, this one did not greet me. And I, I'm not happy about it. I'm no longer watching God. It's a, it's a spiritual civilian. And in church there are missionaries. I'm just here to be a trustee. I'm just here to be a pastor. I'm just to be a when it is raining, they are busy fighting. When there is a storm, they are busy fighting because they are real soldiers. Whether they are happy, whether they are unhappy, they are in the battle to protect their country. Do I have those soldiers? Do I have those soldiers? They don't care. A soldier doesn't care. He can wear the same uniform. Three months. And he will be fighting. And I know some soldiers. They don't care. Whether they've been wearing the same dress. They go to the service. Whether they talk about it. It is Gamita. They don't care. They are in the battle. They don't care who says what. Because we are real soldiers. Are you one of them? Who is not affected by the people? And the soldier's got no time to be depressed. Because he doesn't worry about himself. He worries about the economy. He moves forward. Whether it is in his best interest or not. And God is raising an army. In a battle. When the soldiers are fighting. 
And we find another one smiling. That one, either we shoot him or we send him home. Because that's not a real soldier. A real soldier. We another soldier. having a gun. And saying, no, no. That's my brother. Taking him to a place of safety. God knew and because he knew what the enemy was going to do he knew just exactly how to equip his people this evening we are equipped you know in the midst of the storm you see some believers not affected you know why they are not affected they were equipped because God knew what they were going to go through Believers are equipped. I to criticize a pillar or a picture. Because what the picture shows is already veiled in the people. What is in the spoken word is already in the people. So if you bend the spoken word, you are late. Because that spoken word is walking in time. That spoken word is walking Let me tell you something. I won't tell you. When you fight with the enemy, do never adopt the tactics of the enemy. Because you were never trained on the enemy's tactics. 
If somebody speaks bad about you, don't speak bad because you were never trained. If somebody speaks bad about you and you want to use the same resource, then you need to stop lower than this. What is the weapon of the chest? The weight. The way is when, when the devil confronted him, he said, It is written. What will not It is written. What will not And I say, Jesus defeated the devil with the lowest form of weapon. Yes, I know you might be confused. Yes, it was the lowest form of weapon. Because he said, It is written. It is written. To you in your time, you are not fighting with him with it is written. Because the written way is now becoming has become the living way. So when he looks at you, he sees that what was written now has put on flesh. He is working on two feet. You are lying. He feels the Amen. The prophet says, real faith knows no defeat. It doesn't matter what wave of disappointment you come against. Have you realized that there are days where you go to bed and say, God, let me not wake up? It has been a rough day. Life is unfair. But when the morning comes, you, you feel a certain surge of energy. You kick the blanket. And say, Kevin, whether you like it or not, I'm coming out of this bed. I still fight with you. And he looks at you and says, But that's what you did not say yesterday. Yesterday we agreed. It's a Real faith knows no defeat. Today I'm rising as a fight. I'm the prophet says, the real faith knows no defeat. It cannot be defeated. Even death itself can't defeat it. It knows no defeat. Trials will not defeat it. Faith knows no defeat. It cannot be defeated. Have you got faith? And you can say, Brother Madiba, how big the faith should be? The master sees. That's as small as the tiniest this. And when it is as tiny as that, it's when you, when you don't have anything, you have no energy, and you say, oh God, oh, cool, cool. I'm still your child. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I believe I'm your child. Then that takes hold. And God acts upon it. He says, that's my daughter. That's my son. And your faith grows massive. And some of you, the devil thought you should have been finished a long time ago. You are surprised. You surprise him when you are still on two feet. And say, what manner of man are you? 
Now the prophet says. Um, prophet Uti. He speaks about Egypt. You know Moses. Moses. He he had all the means. Why but to overcome Pharaoh. Humanly speaking, he was strategically positioned. He had already infiltrated the Pharaoh's kingdom. Taking the identity of Egypt. And he was the second one in line. And it could have just been very easy that the, the succession would have taken place. And then as a result, he could have given a decree. But the, God sometimes doesn't want to do things smoothly. Because they, they don't bring the best out Amen. of him. When God wants to do something, he allows commotion. He, he wants things to be timed. To bring things to the showdown. When he was ready to take over, his identity was revealed that he is the son of the Hebrew. And Moses had to run away. And he was there in the wilderness having forgotten what what Egypt was all about. Mary there became a shepherd today. When you look at the picture, you would have said Moses' time was wasted. Spent 40 years in the wilderness. That sometimes the prophet says, God can leave you alone and use you only for a day to accomplish what a person can accomplish in eight years. And when Pastor Bibbs was preaching here, I said, goodness, no wonder you took him there for seven years. And what you do with him after seven years, it shows that seven years was not a waste of time. Now, when Moses had forgotten what Egypt was all about, and he was there far away, and he walked around, then all of a sudden he heard a voice and the voice spoke to him and say I have remembered my promise and I want to send you back uh, back to Egypt to tell Pharaoh let my people go it was God speaking to one man because one man in the hand of God is a majority Sometimes you don't you don't have to say I'm alone. As long as God is on your on your side, then you are a majority. And say, God, how will I do it? And they began a discussion. And Moses said, I'm not a worthy. My speech is not is not clear. And as a result, I can't make it. He said, You will go there. He gave him the signs that I will be with you. And say, I will send an angel before you. Now Moses 
Eight years later, he was one man coming back with just a stick, moving, uh, going back to Egypt. And with that stick, I'm told that there was a protocol how you needed to approach Pharaoh. Now when Moses got there, he must have found some dignitaries from other kingdoms. Ethiopia was one of the empires during that time. There were a series of empires. Kingdoms. Now when he got there, he as well stood there representing another kingdom. And when you looked at him, he did not have a, a, an entourage. He was just alone in the naked eye. But he, spiritually, there were chariots around him. There were angels with swords around him. And Moses, he knew that greater is he that is with me than the one that is with me. And he went there and stood before Pharaoh. And making a mistake before Pharaoh, your life could be taken out. But Moses stood there with confidence. I'm here to represent another kingdom. It is not an earthly kingdom. And that kingdom says, let my people go. And right there, God could have made it easy for to release the people. But God loves the showdown. He hardens Pharaoh's heart. He said, this man is not going anywhere. It does not mean Moses was powerless. But God wanted Pharaoh to bring the best out of Moses. What you are against, the reason it becomes worse it's because God is using that thing to bring the best out of you. The more things become worse, the more your identity becomes clearer. And Moses said, Pharaoh, and Moses stretched his hand. He said, there be frogs on the land. Where did they come from? From the tongue of Moses. Not from God. Because God said, Moses, you will be God. Whatever Moses spoke, it materialized. Let them be from. They were dancing, they were jumping in the bedroom of Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said, you are not going anywhere. His heart was hardened. And Moses came the next day. And there will be fleas upon the land. And they will upon the land. It never changed Pharaoh. His heart is Moses came again and changed the water into blood. And Pharaoh was not moved. Then in the day came, Moses looked at him and said there will be a token. All the Hebrew children will come under the token. And as soon as they are under the token, they will not be affected. An angel of death will move upon the land and will kill the firstborn. And that angel came and came to them. And Israel didn't have to do much. It was just blood on the door. All he used the things. 
Watch to your God. Watch to your God. Watch to your God. A young boy came. Eating a lunch. You know when you are predestinated. You will be at the right place at the right time. You are not even witnessing my mistake. You are here because you had to be here. David had to be there. And he came with his lunch. When he came there, he said, what is happening? And then when he looked, he said, who is that man? He said, don't talk to me. I don't care. That man is insulting the army of God. And I will not tolerate it. And they looked at him and said, you are a young boy. God wants the young people. God wants the people but you undermine oh, you and then Saul says let that boy not go and they came and said there is somebody let's say he's got a solution against this child and they say bring him maybe Saul was in his tent and now well in his tent they opened the tent and they say and he looked around because he was a tall man who was that man maybe it was this side and they say the kingdom boy but now no fun you what when you say king what you go don't look at my side I'm big 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 Amen. I saw the size of the door. I the size of the fight in the door. What in Vana for the Sata Mashanti? I will give you my armament. Yeah, Bonanzo put a helmet. helmet. And then so David removed. Remember at the Red Sea. It had to be the rod. Because the rod is the one that started the exodus. Now with David, they realized it can't be this helmet. It had to be a sling. It was a sling. What goes? I'm happy. Take your armament. I'm taking my sleep. And he moved down the mountain this side. And while Goliath was looking, he saw a young boy coming down. A soldier. A soldier. Knowing that God's reputation is at stake. I will protect him. What is so big? If he takes my life, he came down. With a slingshot. And when God has looked at him, he despised him. But he has something beautiful. When David David looked at Goliath, he saw brass. He knew that. According to the scripture, brass means judgment. 40 days. 40 40. is a number of judgment. The enemies already touched. He sees a very I can see moving there. And some people were saying, Hey, 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 this man is too big. And David turns. And say, I'm glad. 
What is that? It's too big. I can't miss him. It depends on how you look at your problem. Hallelujah. Amen. When he came down, the Bible says he did not approach him cautiously. He ran towards him because he was certain of victory. He found the slingshot and he released the soul. And all of a sudden, the soul that was moving off target, the Holy Ghost came on top of the soul. I don't care what happened. I'll remain in the battle. If I remain the last man standing, let it be so. If I remain the last woman standing, let it be so. I'm not a civilian. I'm not a missionary. I'm not in this church based on what this church can do for me. I don't care whether it does or it doesn't do, it matters not. I'm a soldier.
appreciate you tonight, O oh God. Father, you are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and the end, O oh Lord. Without you, Father, nothing is complete, O oh Lord. And here we are tonight, O oh Lord. We are taking our positions, O oh Father. As the word is positionally fitting us where we belong, O oh Father. We know, O oh Lord Jesus, whatever battles may come our way, O oh Father, thou hast prepared us, O oh God. You have given us this word, O oh Father, that we may know, O oh God, that two offers, O oh Father, are there to be fought, O oh Lord. And only if we trust in thee, we shall prevail, O oh God. Father, we know, Lord, that many people that came to you, O oh Father, and trusted in you, O oh Lord, you never failed them, O oh Father. We know, O oh Father, God, that you shall, you are the same, O oh Father, yesterday, today, and forever. What you did for David, O oh Father, God, when he faced his giant, Goliath, you will do for us today, O oh Father, if we, when we face our giant, O oh Father, of this day, O oh Lord. Father, God, we just thank you for one thing that you... Give us your word, O oh Father, and may we hide it underneath our heart, O oh Father, and may we use it at the right time, O oh Lord Jesus. Whenever the enemy comes our way, O oh Father, like Brother Branham told us, O oh Father, that when the devil says boo, we must also say boo, boo, O oh Father. Yes. And now, O oh Father, we appreciate you. We thank you, O oh Father God, for this word tonight, O oh Lord. May you bless your servant, O oh Father, for laboring, O oh God. Restore the energy that went out of him, O oh Father. May you multiply the revelation, O oh Father God, and may you increase, Father God, his strength, O oh Lord, that he next time he stands here, Father, he may continuously be a blessing unto us, O oh Father. We thank you, O oh Lord Jesus, Father, for everything that has been done in this house, O oh Lord. May you be with us, O oh Father God, as we are now leaving this place, O oh Father, going to our places of our board, O oh Lord. May the same grace that took us this way, O oh Father, be with us, O oh Father, and take care of us the rest of this week, and this week, O oh Father, until we gather together on Sunday again, O oh Lord. We just thank you and praise your holy name in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thine is the glory, the honor, and the forever and ever in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. amen. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name. Let's just sing it, and the other will sing the chorus. Thereafter, you are dismissed. We will meet you on Sunday, nine o'clock. <laughs>
Sing so, Hallelujah. 